This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Polika, with my good friends, Peter Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And today we're going to be talking about dog training, not necessarily dog training subjects, but ways to do dog training. We get a lot of questions about the various types, and so today we're going to be talking about private training. What is private training with your dog? How does it work? What kind of things can be covered in private training? And then are your expectations reasonable or not? And most importantly, afterwards, what are the dog owner's responsibilities after you've met with the trainer? It's a lot to it. So we're going to talk about that today. We've also got a couple new sponsors for our podcast. We'll be talking about those throughout the podcast. And so I'll turn it over to Kate. Kate is Kindred Spirit's resident private trainer, much to her dismay at times. <laughs> Although Petra and I have both done it in the past also. So when Kate joined us at Kindred Spirits, we said, oh, by the way, <laughs> welcome to Kindred Spirits. You're doing our private training. <laughs> we passed the torch. Here you go. So Kate, what's private training? It can be boarding training, but we're going to talk about that on another podcast. podcast. So just to get that out in the open, Boarding training is where the trainer takes your dog for a certain period of time and trains it and then brings you in, hopefully, and teaches you how to use the trained dog. So that's yeah. another thing. We'll do that in another podcast, answering these same questions. Yeah. But that deserves its own podcast. So what I do is individual training sessions with owner and dog, or sometimes dogs. Uh, the one I did today was mom and dad, a couple, and both of their golden retrievers. So uh, it can be one, it can be two, dogs in the family. But usually people come in with, uh, this is our big problem. And that question may, may or may not be covered in a group class, but it's usually such a burning issue for them that they want it dealt with right then. So, you know, well, the other day, a young a couple with a young dog, they're bringing him into a house with four cats. Oh. Now, the previous dog was great with the cats, cuddled with them, all the above. This particular pup is you know, only four or five months old, and he still thinks it's awfully fun to make the cats run. And if you don't have a cat who will stand there and swat him on the nose, exactly like my, like my big orange cat will. And two of <laughs> the cats are a little elderly, so they may uh, not even be able to do so. Well, you only need one to, yeah. to <laughs> teach them. So they wanted to get right off with their, A, how do they make sure to protect their cats? And B, how do they teach the puppy dog to ideally get along with the cats or at the very minimum, ignore them and not chase them? So most often then, when people call you for private training, there's an issue. There's an issue. The but, ones I'm not thrilled about getting are the, okay, so-and-so just bit somebody. Oh, yeah. Now we got to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Those we are can, hard. We can talk about that again. Sometimes, though, don't you get calls from owners whose schedule just doesn't fit into a, a group class? True. Because True. group classes are generally one day, one evening, 
for so many weeks mm -hmm. and it's a set schedule. Set schedule. Yep. I know at times we've had airline pilots. Yeah. We're close to Camp Pendleton, Marines duty schedule. Yep. Right now there's a, a nurse who uh she's like seventy two hours on and then yeah. a day or oh my thirty six hours God. off or something. Part yeah. of that is just traveling to where she is a nurse. But yeah, her schedule's yeah very erratic. That's just crazy. So private training can fit into that. Some people, I think, um, are just not comfortable in a group themselves. Sure. Well, and I think nowadays, with that's the COVID, probably even a little bit more. This yeah. is. I mean, this you've got is, the ones that like to come in the way we have our schedule, our classes scheduled. But then you have the ones that can't, whether they're normally probably high risk, yeah, or live with somebody who's high risk. So right now, private training is probably a good thing. And by right now, we're saying we're recording this during COVID. COVID. <laughs> so if you're listening to it a couple of years from now, hopefully it's no longer a thing. But yeah. oh, wow, do you remember that? <laughs> remember way back when? Way back when. Yeah. Yeah. And because of COVID, now I know pre-COVID, most of the time you went to people's homes. Mm -hmm. Are you now having them come to the training center as much as possible? Yeah, it's kind of, I have to admit, I was a little sneaky about it. So I raise my rates if I go to their house. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, you know, because that's a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Definitely. And if, if I go to their house, they're still requiring, I'm, I wear a mask, require them to, but. You're still in their house. I'm still in their house. Yeah. Plus, so often people want me to see the problem in the midst of the problem. And I keep explaining, I don't need to see your dog go crazy when the doorbell rings. I believe you. Oh, there's so many times you've been bit yeah. or almost been bit. Yeah. I, I really don't need to see. I, I trust that what you're saying is true. <laughs> and trying to fix the problem in the midst of the problem. When the adrenaline's going. Yeah. I remember the time that you asked one of our assistant trainers, Tamara, to go with you. Because it was a potential aggressive dog, and Tamara about died. Uh-huh. Knocked on the door, and we heard sounds from the other side that could have come out of the zoo. Plus thumps on the door. Thump, thump. And a, hang on just a second. And I think Tamara turned white. And now she's not a little bitty girl. She's, no. she's a big girl, and she's strong, and yeah, she's, she's had... Dobermans and American Bulldogs, so she's yeah. not, you know, she's not shy and retiring about dogs. No. But I know she was planning on how she was going <laughs> to throw her body <laughs> on top of yours. And I had her carrying the bag of stuff. She was like, I was going to use that to block the mouth. <laughs> and essentially, they opened the door and the guy was holding the dog for all he was worth as it was snarling and I'm like, put him in another room in a crate. Lock the crate, close the door, come back, we'll talk. Yeah. That's all I could do. Yeah. yeah. I could not even work with that dog, period. Well, the dog's adrenaline was so high, and that was such a learned, habituated yep. uh, behavior yeah. that there's no way he could even think. Mm -hmm. Somebody was kind of saying, but don't you, you must have to see them there. And I said, no. Okay, I'm going to put gloves on you. We're going to get in the boxing ring. Let's go right now. You're going to meet up with Muhammad Ali. And he's like, but, but I don't know how to do it. There. That's it. I don't need to get into the ring with your dog. That's not a good analogy. But the dog is already in fight mode. You can't teach him right then. Right. Or he's already in shutdown fearful right. mode or whatever it is. I think the other thing about 
besides the COVID and besides the habit problems at home is at the training center, one, we're taking them out of their comfort zone. Right. And even if... That instinct to protect their home, it's removed that. Right. And the learned habits, they're a lot of the learned habits. Yep. If they're pulling on the leash, they're still going to pull on the leash here. Right. But at least they're not leaping and snarling at the door. They're not resource guarding their house or their yep. toys or their bed. And not for every client, but every now and then, meeting at the training center is better because they take it more seriously. The owners right. do. Yeah. Right. right. And they're not interrupted. Yes. Whether it's the phone, whether it's the kids, whether whomever. What, yeah. Or you've got a couple. Mom wants you to meet with her and hubby at home. Hubby can just wander off to another room. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd he go? <laughs> and I know that happens. I can remember uh -huh. it happened when I was doing private training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. That's probably the hardest part. True. Working with training is, yeah, is, is getting them focused to listen. You called me. You want me here. You're paying for it. Focus. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, sometimes after some skills have been achieved, then it can be good. Okay, let's go for a walk together. Mm -hmm. If the dog is lunging at other dogs, okay, now you have some skills. You've worked on them. Great. I can see an improvement. Now let's go test them out in the real world. And I can accompany you. I often brought one of my dependable, reliable, very well-trained dogs with me mm -hmm. for those situations. Yeah. Shasta and, was always mine. Yeah. yeah. Ursa and Riker. And, and Shasta. Uh, and then I would meet with them in the house. We'd talk, blah, 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 leaving my dog in the car, weather permitting. And then, okay, I've got a dog in the car. I'm going to go leash him, get him out of the car. I'll meet you out front. We're going to go for a walk. And then if I needed to, I could always have my dog do a downstay out of harm's way, help them with their dog if he's lunging or whatever. Right. And then we could continue on. But that means the trainer has to have a dog who can do that. And I know Quill's not interested in that at all. <laughs> yeah, he won't attack but he's just like no no i no. He, he's not that emotional about it he's like no no i, I don't do i don't do drama okay, yeah. no, <laughs> yes okay so about what can be covered issues what are some of the most common issues you get called about my dog won't come when i call him and that we do cover that in group class but i don't want to be embarrassed my dog cannot focus on me around other people and other dogs. So if I come to class, it'll just be a big fight between me and my dog. So focus, um, having a come, mouthing. I'm getting a lot of mouthing lately for a lot of young dogs too. And that could be a result of not enough puppy play, learning how to use their mouth with the young dogs. So uh, mouthing, and I, no, not just mouthing. I mean biting people. <laughs> and ripping their skin and ripping their clothing. For dogs that are under six months of age. That's crazy. That's crazy. And someone the other day called and they wanted to have a session to prepare their dog for when they went back to work so the dog didn't get separation anxiety. Oh, I wish mm -hmm. more people called about that. And I, that's what I told her and she said- You said, well, we have a podcast on that. <laughs> she told me her vet told her. Oh, good. Oh. Get thee to a trainer and make sure this dog does not develop separation anxiety. 
Good. Like, well, well, right. Yeah. Awesome. Besides the fact that the trainer actually named us. But anyway, yeah. uh, the vet actually named us Good. as the nice. trainer. But it was wonderful. Yeah. And we did talk about that. Just There is a podcast up there on preventing separation mm-hmm. anxiety. When and if everyone goes back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even that, it's uh, still going to the store, starting to go out. Even she's like, I may be working from home for the rest of my career because it's working out. Yeah, Petra might be. Times. Petra will be very disappointed if she. <laughs> 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 As a writer, you know, this is my life. I mean, I I'm having no trouble with it at all. Do you get calls for basic obedience? Usually those are the people with scheduling problems. Okay. Once or twice I have gotten someone that, you know, they want to do competitive obedience. So our group classes are more about being a good canine citizen and a good family dog. A good dog. family pet. Right. They want it really, really sharpened up and they want a set of outside eyes to help them get really, really sharp on their obedience. Okay. That's another issue I get as well. Reactivity to other dogs and other people is probably the number one call. Okay. Because that also pretty much assures that they can't come to group class. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break for just a minute so we can talk about one of our sponsors and then we'll be right back. Hey there. So we have a new sponsor with an interesting, wonderful product. The product is called Daily Dose and it's a dental treat for your puppy dog. So it's designed to help clean their teeth in the ingredients in it, as well as the structure of it. But the added bit to this is that you can choose whether it's a dental treat that also supports skin health, or a dental treat that does heart health, or joint health, or a dental treat that also is calming for your puppy dog. Developed by vets to be simple to use, simple and effective, one a day, and you can choose the additional benefits for your dog in addition to teeth health. For $3 off your order, visit yourpetsdailydose.com and use promo code DOGWORLD. One chew a day for a happier, healthier dog and a long life. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. We're talking about private training, which all three of us have done, and Kate is our private trainer right now. Let's talk about owner expectations. What do they expect? Do they expect a magic wand that, poof, the dog is fixed? Do they really understand? And this is a generalization. Yeah. Do most owners realize that there's going to be work involved? And it's all over the map. So the questions will be, how many sessions before the dog is fixed? Oh, yeah. Or the problem's <laughs> fixed. And I'll be like, well, that totally depends oh. on your dog, how long they've been practicing the habit, and how good of a trainer you turn out to be. Oh. <laughs> sometimes, work into this. sometimes I do think it's their expectation, and other times I think they're just financially planning. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, private training, that's another part of private training. It is going to be more expensive Mm -hmm. than group classes. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, with group classes, we meet every week. 
but I don't I don't expect to meet with most of my private training every week. Most of the time I can give them two or three weeks of stuff to work on and then call me when they're ready for the next Well, level. that that's a good point. You meet with them and then you send them an email afterwards, right? Of, I review all of the techniques or whatever I we've gone over and then a plan of action. So do this for a couple of days when that's going well, add on this and remember how we did it here. If you have any questions, email me, call me. So they have well, a plan. That's that's like with our classes. The first week of class, we generally tell them, we're going to give you a whole bunch of right. information. You're going to leave here glassy-eyed. Yep. And so you're going to get an email afterwards. So don't worry about it. Because we've had people in group classes sit there and take notes. And <laughs> I don't mind that, but it's distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. to... To me so much, but yeah, to them, they're not focused on they're not, what's going they're on. They're not focused. I am finally getting more nonchalant about my private training clients videotaping me during the session. Oh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But still, sometimes I'll be talking to mom, turn around, and dad has the video, and I'm like, oh, what? Oh, okay, all right, sure. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just, just makes me pause for a second. Yeah. But reactivity, barking... Even house training, we can go over the how to set it up for them to succeed. Do you get many on house training? Okay. To be fair, most of the time I just talk to them over the phone. Here, do this system, and if it doesn't work, call me back. I can remember, and of course when I did the private training, it was a long time ago, but the males marking in the house was a big thing. Ah, uh, okay. But probably I would guess more males are neutered now than they were. Uh, because now if you adopt a dog from the shelter, they're all neutered no matter how old they are. Yeah. And that's a different subject altogether. But Well, and if they are having house training issues or marking, whatever, I won't even make an appointment with them until they've got a clean bill of health with a vet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. UTIs. So yeah. I've had people go, oh, it was a UTI. We're doing great now. Thanks. Well, they sure. never needed a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. But to the other extreme is the people that called me because their dog was being stubborn. And no. I get there, and they hand their French bull mastiff a pizzle and say, See, now we can't get it away from him. <laughs> uh, I ain't going to try and take a pizzle away from a full-grown male. Yeah, no. Uh. So let's teach leave it a different way with something not as high value. He's resource guarding. Yes, he is. That's a it. pretty darn high-value resource. Let's not start there. <laughs> here, That's watch. We'll give it to him. Can you, since you're here, can you get it out? Yeah, yeah. I did. Get it back. Which, actually, I eventually <laughs> did get it from the dog through trickery and redirection. <laughs> and then put it, go put this oh, in your top cabinet no. and don't bring it out for a while. Which is another reason why, I have to admit, I do much prefer meeting in the center now. Yes. Than going to someone's home. Yes. Because the surprises, I get far less surprises when meeting right. at the center. Yeah. Sometimes people do have a list of, they've been to a behaviorist, either one of us or someone else, and then they need to start working on stuff. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm agreeing with the plan, then yes, I can help them implement it. And people do have differences. I want to use a clicker. Mm -hmm. We accept it in a group class, but we don't push it. As long as it's not distracting to the other students. Yes. 
and are they, if they're using it correctly. And if they're using it That's correctly. the hardest part. So yeah. they might want to do a yeah. training first just to learn how to use the thing. And to teach the dog how to respond to it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And of course my latest, I do have a soft spot for fearful dogs. So it's a lot easier to teach a dog when they're not in the midst of fear. Right, right. So coming here, it's calm. My dogs are put away. It's just us. And it's rare that by the end of the session that I don't have a fearful dog sleeping at my feet. And that, I think, goes a big, big step towards getting the people to go, hey, this is going to work. If my fearful dog can accept you based on what you've just done, then I can do that. And that goes back to the follow-up. How many owners do you think, percentage-wise, roughly, in generalizing, have unrealistic expectations? Not as many as I used to get. Okay. I think I'm better at weeding them out now. Oh, when they call? Yeah. Okay. I have six acres, and, and I don't want to worry about my dog having to do tricks like sit and lay down. I just want him to have a good cup. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I'm probably not the right trainer for you. <laughs> yeah. That's not my thrill. Yeah. You know, uh, how are they about accepting the, the idea that they need to have some obedience training? Say they're asking for something specific. The problem that they have is something specific that really needs a basis of some basic obedience first. Are they willing to do that? And that's a discussion that I try to have before the appointment. Okay. So when somebody says, I don't want my dog to do tricks like sitting down, right then I know we're not going to get along. Yeah. So I'm not going to try and bring him in, or her, and we'll both be unhappy with each other. Sure. Let him go. Go find another trainer. If I can explain to them and they understand why. Yeah. I don't want my dog dashing out the front door. Okay. So let's work on some alternative behaviors. Sit can be an alternative behavior. Down can be an alternative behavior. Sit, stay. Down, stay. Then you'll have many ways to talk to your puppy dog so he doesn't dash out the door. But of course, first he has to understand what does sit, what does down, what does stay. And what self-control is. What is that? And have the ability to perform what you're now taught him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm usually, I've gotten, I will say, I've gotten a whole lot better over the years <laughs> at saying, <laughs> we're going to get along great, come on in, or yes, well, be free, go find another one. You know, it's, it's hard to turn business away. Yeah. You know, especially, and I know we've all done it at times, there's that thing in my brain that I can help you. Mm -hmm. If I can get you to listen, yeah. if I can get you to cooperate with me, I can help you. And it's hard to put that aside and go, yeah, I can help you, but why don't you look at a different trainer? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to mention any names, but it's even worse when I really like one member of the couple and the other member of the couple, I just can't stand. Oh, <laughs> that would be tough. That's a little tough, and I have to get them both on the same page, page. of working with the dog. Right, right. So that, I've had to bite my tongue sometimes. Yeah. Well, on that note, we need to talk about our second sponsor, one that we're really enthused about. So let's take a break for a minute. We'll talk about our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. We have another sponsor for our podcast Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a subscription gift box that you can sign up for, for your dogs and or your cats. 
and it gives you a chance to surprise them on a monthly basis with interactive toys, treats, and other things like the one we got came with a bandana. I recently received one for Willow. She loved it. She was so excited just me opening that box. The bison treats, especially in this box, she oh, really they liked. lost their mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They lost their mind. The nice thing about the box, too, is that it can be tailored to fit your pets. So if you've got a 50-pound dog, or you've got a cat, or you've got a dog and a cat, or if one of your pets has allergies, the box can be tailored to them. And nowadays, right now, while we're filming this with COVID, most of us are spending a lot more time with our pets. But that doesn't mean you can't add something better to it. New toys, new treats, treats for training. And the subscription boxes vary. You can start as low as $15 a box. And then you, you and your pet can have fun opening it together and seeing what's in it. And then if you're obsessed with sharing photos of your pets, as I am, as you can tell all over Facebook, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. So take a look at it. Go to PetTreater.com. And if you do it now, you can use the coupon code Doggy. Dog, D-O-G-G-Y, D-O-G, all one word. You use that coupon, you'll get 50% off on your first month of your subscription. So that's Pet Treater, P-E-T-T-R-E-A-T-E-R, PetTreater.com. Check them out. 50% off, that's a deal. There you go. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back. We're talking about private training in this podcast. And to finish out the podcast, let's talk about the owner responsibility after you meet with them. Because we know the meeting with you is not the end all. That's, that's not the magic wand. The majority of the time, what I, my goal is to get the owner and the dog to a certain level so that they can come to a group class and succeed. Because then they have, well, that's, that's the reason I started with Kindred Spirits, low those many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and Petra and I saw her working with her fearful <laughs> Rottweiler, and I told Petra, yeah. we need her. Yeah. <laughs> But that's, I had trained her. She knew the commands, but I also knew that she was so fearful. If I took her out in public, she could get overwhelmed or she could become dangerous if I couldn't control the situation. So I, we signed up for group obedience classes, kindred spirits, so I would have a safe, controlled environment to gradually get her used to working around other people and other dogs, and that it worked. So especially with the fearful dogs, did I mention that fearful dogs have a special <laughs> Um We have a dog right now in one of our classes. The dog is almost completely shut down. Oh, that it's, older lab? Yeah, barely hanging on. And it's just, but finally, the, I took the guy aside and said, this is not going to work. He's like, I know it's not working. Okay, this is what we need to do. In fact, I recommended he go talk to his vet about some anti-anxieties first. The dog is a mess. She's just being tortured by coming to a group class. But if I can help people understand how to build up confidence in a fearful dog and trust, 
Then they come to group class and they succeed. Oh, then there's just joy and unicorn sparting rainbows all over the place. Snuck <laughs> <laughs> like that one in on you. That, that's, our kid, that's our kid. That's our kid. Okay. A visual. Let's go back to the question, though. What do the owners have to do afterwards? Oh, they need to follow through, obviously. So um, lately I have been doing a bit more game-based. So instead of saying, you will now practice the recall by asking your dog to come, make it into a game. Back up, let your dog chase you, yes. And then I'll say, play your games in short bursts. And I really promote it as you guys are going to have fun together. That seems to have brought about better compliance from the owners. And they'll call and, or write and say, yeah, we were playing this game and we were having a blast. Somehow that little shift in, here is your obedience drill to play this game has really upped owner compliance. It still doesn't always work. There was a lovely couple with the pity and I think they came once. They tried to come to group class. They weren't ready because they hadn't done any of the first work. So they had then another private and it broke my heart because they always left glowing reviews for us. Finished by saying, well, our dog hasn't improved, but that's because we're not doing what you told us to do. Well, at least they admitted it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys gave us great information and it was so much fun at the training field to see how my dog changed, but we just haven't done it. So but when we get home, we just don't do it. Well, I don't, yeah. changing people behavior, mm-hmm. people changing their own behavior. Yeah. I'm on a weight loss program again. Yep. And, you know, I'm bound and determined to do it, but changing habits is really hard. And motivation. And motivation. Okay. So, in a weird sort of way, increasing my fees has actually brought about more compliance. Gee, I think Patreon and I have talked to you about that many times. Oh, hush. <laughs> I'm so glad that you thought of it and not. <laughs> <laughs> there are still times when, you know, I... Whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to give them some help over the phone and then bring it back. But, um, yeah, yeah, it does make a difference when uh, you pay a little bit more. Yep. Mm-hmm. I take a little bit All more right, careful. well, I think we'll call it at that. Private training has its spot in the training spectrum, just like board and train and group classes. It's for specific, well, there's a wide variety of places where it can be used, but ultimately... The success isn't just on choosing the trainer, but it's also on your your follow through as a dog owner too. And, and I think that's sometimes that's some of the hardest. And from the other side, I advised a guy the other day. He'd been to a couple of trainers, and it wasn't he didn't like the advice or the way they put it or whatever. I said, fine. They're like trainers are like therapists. Okay. Sometimes you have to interview to find one that can actually listen to your problem and connect with you. Well, what's our what's our standard joke? Put a hundred dog trainers in the room, and the only thing they'll agree on is the other ninety nine are wrong. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So there may be people I don't connect, or they don't connect with me. And we were in that position actually when we went to Arizona years ago. Oh yeah, we we're right because they all were wrong. There you <laughs> go. There you go. We, Petra and I went to a dog trainers seminar, a weekend dog trainers seminar. And we brought two of our well-trained dogs, Shasta and my Ursa. Yeah. And I had just had a book release published. And so we had a vendor booth with my books. 
and with Shasta and Ursa, we're sitting there watching all these dog trainers, because it wasn't open to the public, it was yeah. just dog trainers, wander around with all these poorly behaved dogs. <laughs> and, yep. Makes you uh, Yeah. And at the end, when, uh, when we were leaving, well, we had brought a wagon to haul my books back and forth from the car to the vendor's booth. And so when we were leaving... We hooked up the dogs to it. We hooked took up them, the dogs to the wagon. Yeah. And they had to go down the handicap ramp, which means they had to go down, meet a sharp corner, back and fill, turn, back and fill, turn, down the ramp, meet another corner. And I took Ursa pulling the wagon, mm -hmm. making one trip to the car. Mm -hmm. And when we hit the bottom after she'd made this Z and I was praising her, the trainer of Moose, the Jack Russell Terrier on Fraser, was up at the top of the stairs. She She's had been, been watching, watching and she called yeah. down, excellent dog training, excellent, excellent, <laughs> excellent, in her German accent. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Proof positive. Yep. It actually works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. We're going to be talking about group dog classes. So keep an eye out for that one. Bye-bye. 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 Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.